Uh, yes, I, I do consent to being recorded. Um, I didn't ask for a consent. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so usually we record on Thursday nights, but I had a, I had, I had a bit of a prior engagement mm-hmm. and it kind of went off the rails. And the reason why I didn't give you a heads up was because I thought that I was going to be done with it by the time we were going to record. What I did not count on was the fact that I was going to be absolutely plastered. I was going to say, you texted me like, I'm sorry, man, I'm so drunk. And the thing is, you didn't just drunk text me. The words were misspelled a bit. <laughs> yeah, that's when you know that that's when you know that I'm really drunk. And I'd like to show you how drunk I was. Show me. So I bought this bottle for that night. I started right here. And this is where I ended up. This is for, for our for our listeners, this is 60% of the bottle that I drank that night. By, by himself. Is, what, what, what's the brand? It's Jose Cuervo Especial Tequila, and it is uh, what's the ounce? It's 35%. You drank. But what are the ounces? Like, like, like what's, the, what's the measurement of it? Uh, 990 millimeters. Both. He drank half of that. Yeah. Um, just with this, and I chased it with mineral water. And, what? what uh, the fu- can I ask what the fuck you were doing? Yes, you can. We were watching the Game Awards, the Video Game Awards for 2021. Okay. And we made a drinking game out of it. Okay. Uh, we were drinking. Uh, let me let me read you the list. Have you ever seen the, the Game Awards? I don't think so. Like I don't. Okay. I, I'm not in no. I, I barely ever watch the the Oscars because you know yeah. they're they're pretty much circle jerking each other, so I don't really pay attention that much to them. Oh, the, the Game Awards are no different. But it yeah, makes sense. so who won Game so of the Year? Ho- uh, it takes two. Have I heard of that one? Probably not. It Takes Two is a wonderful video game that you and your wife would love to play because it, it, it it's forcefully playable uh, as co-op, so you can only play with another person. So even uh, if you wanted to wonderful. play by yourself, you can't? You cannot. You have to play with another person. That kind of blows, but okay. No, it's it's awesome because it's about this, this little girl and her parents are getting a divorce, and so she makes these little dolls of like her dad and her mom, and the dolls, the the parents' souls, kind of get attached to these dolls, and now Aww. they have to like they have to like work together to like return. So it's nice; it's really nice. Um, that one game of the year, and it was it was pretty wonderful. But we made a drinking game out of it, and I'm gonna read you exactly what we did. So we were gonna okay. drink. If the host, his name is Jeff Keely. He hosts every year, and he always wears a very nice suit with very it looks very expensive sneakers so we were like one sip if jeff keely is wearing a suit alongside some some expensive looking sneakers one sip if jeff keely enthusiastically says the word sick while presenting one sip if tall vampire lady resident evil lady is somehow involved in anything one sip if any persona announcement one sip if the activation blizzard controversy is addressed one drink every time there is a world premiere one drink every time a trailer is not reflective of the game engine. One drink every time they say exclusive. Two drinks every time there is a non-gaming related sideshow or host. Uh, we chug, finish our drinks. If any mobile game is mentioned, we chug, finish our drink. If Todd Howard appears, one chug, finish our drinks. If Breath of the Wild gets a sequel name and three chugs, if we all collectively cringe. 
I got fucking plastered based on just the world premieres, okay? Because it was insane. How many world premieres were there? Too many. They announced the Halo movie trailer, so that was kind of fun. Wait, uh, Halo now has a movie trailer? Yeah. Uh, so that, the, the Sonic the Hedgehog 2 trailer came out. I heard about that uh, one, actually. Yeah. Um, uh, the Child Vampire Resident Evil Lady won best performance in a video game. Uh, I'm shocked. No, I, I was not. The... <laughs> The the activist controversy was addressed, although not by name. They just said, oh, we need to do better and shit like that. There was a Persona announcement, so I was happy with that. No Zelda announcement, sadly. So those were the Game Awards, and it was it was it was kind of, it was kind of fun. I got real, I, I kind, of, kind of crashed by the end, yeah. Real quick, which is the Blizzard controversy? Because aren't there like 10 of them? Like, what's yeah. the latest one? Yeah, it's exactly what you think it is. Moving on. Moving on to movies. Thank you for welcoming us onto your screens or onto your headphones, depending on how you're watching this. I'm Eddie. And I'm Chema. And this, and this is the rollback. It's the rollback. Chema, Eddie, I have two questions for you. Shoot. No, you, you go first. You go first. No, you no, first. You first. No, you first. No, this is. No, you hang like, up. No, you hang up. Hey, no, it looks like we have a good old fashioned Canadian standoff here. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> no, you go first. I always talk. You go first. No, I was just going to say, I think I fucked up when I saw this movie. Why? So I saw it alone. I got to see it by myself in the theater by myself. Not another soul was in sight because I went at 10 o'clock at night on a Wednesday. Okay. Like, not even Nikki wanted to go. She was like, it's too late. Like, I work tomorrow. I'm like, me too, but okay. <laughs> Here's the thing. What was the thing? I have never seen any of the other Ghostbusters movies. Ooh. So I had questions and I had no one to ask. And I'm sure there was a lot of shit in this movie that would make a fan pop. I didn't, though, because I couldn't because I didn't know what the fuck was happening. When they're like the temple, I'm like, I think that's from the first one. I think I've seen parts of that. And then they're like, oh, the 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 ghost that's not really male and or female goes on. I'm just like, pretty sure that's the villain from the first one. Yeah. Are you a god? I think that's from the like i missed yeah. a lot of shit is what i'm trying to say yeah this movie had a lot of fan service for fans of the original and here's the thing i saw it and um before literally the day that we were gonna watch it i i went i, I took my sister to see to, to see this new one mm -hmm. and i told and she told me I, i've never seen she's, she's only seen the 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 last one the one they made with uh christian wake melissa mccarthy Kid McKinnon and so and so forth, okay. which I thought was honestly fine. It's a fine movie. Uh, I think it's okay. Um, and you said I've never seen the original one, so I said, "How about this? Let's watch the original, just the first one, mm -hmm. and then we'll go watch the the new one." And she said, "Okay." So we watched the original one, and she's never seen it, so it was kind of cool to see someone else see it for the first time. And it and it's great. And it's great. The original Ghostbusters is great. It's funny. It's a there's a reason why it's a classic. So we go see this new one and there's a lot of things that because I hadn't seen the original one in like three, four years. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad I rewatched it before seeing this one because I got so many of the jokes, so many of the references, so many of the callbacks. But I think this one also kind of stands on its own. I think it was, I'll, I'll, I'll be straight up. I think this, I love this movie. I really like the uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. 
I thought it was funny. I thought it was entertaining. I thought the uh, the callbacks were good. I think this is like the equivalent of uh, Force Awakens to Star Wars. It's got a lot of callbacks, but also it's it's a nice smaller retelling of the story while also, I think, being its own thing. I actually made that reference when I did my video review. I said this feels like a Force Awakens situation yeah. where there's a bunch of callbacks, but they're trying to establish a new character for a potential sequel. I don't think so. I think this is a one and done. I, I don't know, man. I, 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 never, I never trust that it's a one and done, ever. There's too much money to uh, be made. <laughs> Which is weird because I don't think this movie is making a lot of money. I think it's mm. just uh, it's kind of a niche thing, like weirdly. But I believe it has made some money at the box office. I want to say it's it crossed the 250 million dollar mark. I know that for sure. Okay. And I, um, believe, I believe it was only like 150, maybe. My big thing with this movie is that I think by the end. It really, at least to me, by the end, it really got me in the feels. Like it did a lot of things that really got to me. And both in the movie and like in the production of the movie, there's a lot of things that I think hit you in the feels. Like, are you aware of the fact of who's directing this? No. Okay, so here's the thing. The original Ghostbusters was directed by Ivan Reitman, Mm -hmm. who is... um, well-known director he did he did both go uh he did both uh ghostbusters he did uh, animal house meatballs uh, twins kindergarten cop dave jr uh he, he's done like a lot of these uh movies okay mm-hmm. and this movie is directed by his son jason reitman Jason Reitman has directed movies like Juno, Thank You for Smoking, Up in the Air. Uh, he did Men, Women, and Children. So he's a, he's a well-known newer director, but he's his son. So the fact that this is a movie about family passing down a legacy and the fact that it's his son directing it, that's enough to get you in the feels, I think. I think. I have uh, no yeah, so there's like a history there. And I was kind of concerned when they said that Jason Reitman was going to do it because he's a good director. I really like his movies, but he's never done action and he's never done franchise. Mm-hmm. Like all his movies are kind of uh, dialogue-based. Um, no, it's one and done. Yeah. Uh, not, yeah not, not, not only one-shots, but they're, mo- they're more movies that are like dramas. Mm-hmm. You know, he did Young Adult. He did, uh, you know, Up in the Air, Juno. Like these are smaller uh, films that are more focused on characters. Mm-hmm. So I went, what the hell is he going to do with a Ghostbusters movie? Like, he's probably going to scale it down, and that's exactly what he did. Weirdly enough, Jason Reitman really works for a movie like this because it doesn't need to be big or chaotic. They don't need to destroy New York City. It's just in this in this little city, in this little town, in this ranch. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact that they're focusing on, like, the drama specifically, I think really works. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't have the... it's. I don't know. It's a bit odd because in the first one you have, you know, four dudes that you're talking to, four dudes that are doctors, professors in their field, uh, as I understand it. You know, it's a different kind of environment. You have different conduits to work with. In this one, you're working with a family setting. Also, I and a, correct me if I'm wrong, but because I think I'm going to assume you know more about the production of this film than I do. 
the actor that paid that played uh Sp- was it Spangler or Strangler? Egon, yeah. Egon, Egon. Spangler, yeah. Yeah. So our Ramus, yeah. So the actor that played him, did he pass away fairly recently? Like was he supposed to be in the film or he passed away like in 2014, I think. So do you think that was kind of the germ that like kickstarted the idea for this one? Uh no, I think uh because look, the, technically there is a Ghostbuster 3, it's the video game. They made a video game and like they used they 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 wrote it. They did the voice, they did the mocap. So like there is a Ghostbusters 3 if you want it. Like it's it exists. But then he passed away and they were like, okay, I guess we're just not gonna do any Ghostbusters things related anymore. Because not only was he one of one of the four, he was one of the two co-writers of the script. Yeah. Uh so him and, and Dan Aykroyd, who's Ray, the, the other Ghostbuster. Um, so he if you see the original, he is uh he's my favorite. Okay, he's my favorite mm-hmm. out of the four. Oh, because he, uh, you got it? Yeah, no, I know. No, just to mark. Sorry, go. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he's my favorite out of the four. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Bill Murray. I tolerate Dan Aykroyd. Uh, but, but Howard Ramis <laughs> was a fucking comedic genius. Okay. Not only he was a screenwriter, he was also a director and he did, uh, he, he played Egon Spengler beautifully. He's kind of the heart of the Ghostbusters. He's so like cynical and kind of cold, and and he 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 would say like this very cold directed lines, and he would be so devoid of 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 sarcasm, but he was weirdly so funny. Like there's this great scene with where the the secretary tells him like, uh, "Oh, I love to read. I love to print. I also play racquetball. Do do you have any hobbies?" And he just goes, "I collect molds, mold, I, I collect molds and, and fungus," and then he just leaves. Like yeah. he was just really funny. Um, so he was my favorite out of the four, and I and it hurt when, when he passed away. So when the movie starts, and they have this actor that either they physically did something or or, or something. Uh, Reitman has been clear that he doesn't want to talk about how they did the effect mm-hmm. because he said like I I just let's not talk about it. Like I, I don't want to talk about I don't want to discuss how he did the effect. But whoever they cast at the start of the movie to play like an older version of him looks stupidly like him. Like it's it's incredible how much he looks like him. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I thought that was kind of awesome. Um now him passing away, I think they did the opposite. I think him passing away was more of like, okay, let's just not do anything anymore. Mm-hmm. Like let's just keep the legacy like that. But the, the fact that they did that, it could have gone some, it could have gone really wrong. It could have gone really wrong. I think it was done respectfully. I think it was done with love. I, I think yeah. I think chiefly. Um one thing I, I and I don't even have to see the other one, the other films to know that this movie was made with love and affection. This this movie wasn't made as like a cash grab or with corporate greed. It was made in such a manner where it was out of respect or like love for the franchise. Um but that kind of explains it. The director was the son of the original director, like it, it makes more even more sense now. Um yeah, it, it it was odd, and it, it's crazy because in in this film they present uh, Spangler in such a manner where you know he's the crazy recluse, and we all know how that story goes. Their crazy recluse has a point, always, yeah. always. Um, but no, it, this reminds me a bit of a well, I thought it was um, a Paul Walker situation with Fast Fear Seven, mm. where like a death means a pivot, and I thought they did a really good job with this. Like this was like a love letter almost to the franchise. Um, but now it kind of, again, it explains, you know, with the people who are involved. Um, yeah, I, I want to talk about real quick about Miss McKenna Grace. That girl did an amazing job 
like, fuck. Like, I think I remember Freddie made a point saying that child actors were better in like the 70s and 80s and 90s. And I want to make a point. I think we're back to that golden period between the Stranger Things kids, not just the one that was in this movie, but in general, uh, between Cobra Kai and a few other things like at her. Like, no, I think we're in a new golden age of like child actors. I think she's she's setting a standard on her own because like I, I have seen her in a lot of things. But the thing is that she's the actress that they always get when they're like, OK, we need to play. We need to have this. We have we need to show this this character when they were younger. Mm-hmm. Cause like she's she's Captain Marvel when she's a kid. She's uh she's Itonia Margot Robbie when she's a kid. She's really? the at at the beginning of uh, of uh, uh what's it called of Malignant. Mm-hmm. That's her. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, she's the girl from the Haunting of Hill House. Like uh, she's the girl in uh, in Annabelle Comes Home. Um, yeah, she's been like all these things. And she's, but she's always in it for like a second or, 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 or for like a little bit. Like I, I think Annabelle comes home being like her larger part. Um, so I knew who she was, but, I, but I've never been like, okay, like what's, what's so cool about her. I am on the McKenna Grace hype train like yeah. right now. Like she was awesome in this. Mm-hmm. Like she captured Egon's like spirit so well. Like you truly believe that she's her like granddaughter. Yeah. When when the movie started, like I I know who McKenna Grace was, but like in my mind she's like this blonde little girl. So when she shows up, I turn to my sister. I'm like, "Where's McKenna Grace?" And she goes like, "That's McKenna." Grace. I'm like, "That's McKenna." Like, cause like she has like the hair and like the glasses. I'm like, "Okay." Yeah, but she was she talks just like him, the, like not only her voice, but like the the little voice inflections mm-hmm. uh, and the way that she would express herself. It's so Egon, like it is it, it is like she studied the hell out of Egon, like uh, and, and she was great. I thought she was she was awesome. Um, every scene that, that she's seen, she just manages to be both really good as like her own character, but also as. Uh, as like a representation of this, of this, of, of this other character without being like a copy and paste kind of thing. Cause mm-hmm. she's great when she's, when she's by herself, but she's also great when she's interacting with like the podcast kid or like with the brother or with Paul Rudd or with the mom, like she mm-hmm. manages to balance out both the humor and the emotional scenes. And she's the heart of this movie in the same way that Egon is the heart of the original Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie, the, honestly, you could remove the other two kids and she works just by herself. She, but, does. Uh, she really does. Yeah, but they, they really pat out everything around her. And I think she really works. I think she's just awesome. I cannot wait to see what, how she's going to follow this up. Um, that, and she's building a very uh, mm-hmm. impressive filmography for herself then. Yeah. Um, this movie, Paul Rudd, I'm so glad he wasn't the star. I, I was expecting him to, he works. to take the lead. He works, he works in the very limited role that they give him, yeah. and it's perfect and it's fun. Yeah, he's the kind of teacher that like you wish you had. Like he he he's cool. <laughs> what are we watching today, kids? Child's play. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. Um, yeah. What did you think of like the world? They did some minor world building in it, or I guess like world tweaking, because like they they mentioned how like the Ghostbusters happened. Like there's no like debate. Like YouTube, they have the videos of them fighting ghosts. But slowly over time, everything kind of petered away. Did you think that that was? Well, how did you feel about that? I actually really liked it. Me too. I think uh, it made sense. 
like uh they they eventually just like fizzled out like okay like they, they said like we captured ghosts we did it a little too good and then just ran out of a job yeah which makes sense like that would happen mm-hmm. uh so i kind of didn't love the scene where like he she calls him on the phone and ray answers because i feel like it, it diminished the, the cameo at the end mm-hmm. but uh in the context i guess it works it it, it, it kind of let, let, let Ackroyd kind of work on the drama of it all but it, it, it made sense um, mm-hmm. I liked it. Um, I did like how the, like, they, they explained like, oh, you know, he went to, acad- he returned to academia. He went and did this. He went and did that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was emotional enough. This movie was like two hours and the original is only like an hour and 30 minutes, mm-hmm. but it never feels, I never felt tired watching this. It never felt it never like, felt draggy. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah, like there was never a scene where I was like, just get to the ghost. Like, no, I was enjoying every second. Like, I, I, I like how they managed to balance out both the drama and the comedy in this, mm-hmm. which is, it, it's both things. It's both really funny and like the drama is good. Yeah. Yeah. There's a funny scene, uh, not really haha funny, but made me chuckle a bit when they were going through the countdown of like, you know, the hell that's going to come. And yeah. they're like 1945, and they all look at each other. What the fuck didn't happen during 1945 next year? <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, that's funny. I, I can appreciate that. Uh, and the whole countdown sequence. Um, that temple, though. So, can you explain something to me? Because I, I didn't know. I don't know the answer. Mm-hmm. That temple wasn't it in the original Ghostbusters? The the thing, like, where... kind of. Does um, it just like appear, or like, is there an origin story behind it, or what? It's just in uh, in Sigourney Weaver's uh, refrigerator. Like one day she just shows up to her to her apartment. She opens the fridge door and, and it's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they mentioned that it's because of the building. Like it, it like it's where the building was like uh, built. Was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was like something in that floor, like like at the very top. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have a, like a lore, a backstory. It's just oh, this ghost here. Like mm-hmm. uh, like they th- didn't need to be like. You know, big whole explanation. And in this one, they kind of give it to it, but it doesn't feel like overexposure of an explanation. It's just, oh, there's ghosts. Like, like, yeah. And the setting helps. I think the fact that it's like in a small town, like that could easily be like a small town in the the Rio Grande Valley. (laughs) Yeah. No, for real. (laughs) For real. Um, The action scenes were pretty good, though, I think, especially in the small town setting lent to it. You know, because yeah. you believe, like, you know, them, like... Uh, They're chasing uh, in the car during, during, like, yeah, that that was fun. That was some insane driving skills, though, by that kid. Yeah. Air yeah. quotes. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, what else did you like about it? Like, like, what struck chords with you, if anything, at all in particular? Um, I, someone, someone said... Uh, but, but before I, I saw the movie, I saw a tweet that, that, that said... Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife feels like an anime, mm-hmm. and then and then I said, "What what does that mean?" And, and then I saw it, and then when we got to the scene where like they find the proton pack and they're testing it out on like bottles, mm-hmm. like oh, I see it, I totally yeah. see it. Like it, it feels like a like a slice of life Ghibli movie, mm-hmm. uh, like a Kiki's Delivery Service or something. Like there's a lot of scenes that are very quiet and very like small. Mm-hmm. And I think it really helped. It, it, it really helped drive like the whole point home. And it really helped uh, bring a lot of attention to this is a story. 
we're rebuilding the Ghostbusters from the ground up. Literally, that's why we're using kits. Mm-hmm. And kits was the right way to go. Not a not a reboot, not a restart, not ne- not a new Bill Murray. Just it's just kits discovering that this happened and picking it up mm-hmm. because they're curious, because they're adventurous, because they're kids. Like this is basically a summer uh, vacation movie. Um, yeah, I agree with you. They, and, and they don't go ghost hunting because they're like, it's the right thing to do. They go ghost hunting because they're like, because why the fuck not? Yeah. Like they, they, they don't have a mission. They don't have anything. They're just like, we found a proton pack. I guess we'll just go ghost hunting. Like, why not? And that is so simple. And people forget that kids think like that. Mm-hmm. And I think it made it like way more wholesome and way more like uh, it it's simpled it out mm-hmm. and people forget that you can make simple movies. Like not everything needs to be a tenet or a, or, you know, super like uh, explore the world, like uh, like uh, world building. It could just be like kids are, kids are looking for adventure. Kids are going to want to catch ghosts because they just discovered that they can. Mm-hmm. Plus it's the summer in the middle of a nowhere city. Like what else are we supposed to do? Yeah. Um, I-, I like that. Yeah. You know what you just reminded me of? What? Um, there. So I'm like trying to think of parts of the movie that I could like, you know, pick at or be like, well, this, this, like t- something to criticize. And I'm realizing something. The writing in this movie is really tight. Like it's, th- there's no, the characters never act out of character. The story ultimately doesn't happen to the characters. The characters affect the story. Does that make sense? Like all the rules of writing. Yeah. It's, this film is really well written because again, like every, every there's cause and effect. This happens because of this. They react and they continue on, and their reaction sparks the next event to happen. Like it's, it makes sense. It, it almost like it's not following a traditional three act structure. It's actually like this happens. This event causes this, so this is the result, and this goes from here. And it's really tight writing, and I appreciate that. Like now that I'm thinking about it, like storytelling wise, it's really tight. And it, and it makes sense because Reitman, uh, uh, Jason Reitman, at least, like, like I told you before, his movies are not action movies. They're they're all dialogue. Mostly, they're, they're all dialogue. Yeah. Uh, like I said, Juno, Up in the Air, uh, Tully, Thank You for Smoking, Young Adult, Men, Women, and Children. All these movies are very, like, fitting. fitting. Like, uh, yeah. have, you, have you seen, uh, for example, have you seen Up in the Air? Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, so it's so it's him. So so if you remember, like the movies, just George Clooney and Anna Kendrick driving around firing people, yeah. and and it's just all dialogue. It's just it's just the situations that happen to them, like wherever they go. Mm-hmm. So I thought that style was gonna clash in this, but the fact that he decided to make it smaller uh, and with kids, I think it really worked. Acting, the direction, the heart of the film, like there's. Not yeah. much for me to criticize. Like, I can't punch down at this movie when there's nothing to punch down at. That's really not. I want to shout out uh, Carrie Coon, who plays the mom. Uh, I think she is so awesome. And I really like seeing her and stuff. And, ah, because, like, uh, she played the sister in Gone Girl. Mm-hmm. And I, I really liked her in that. And then uh, she was really good in Issy Gets the Fuck Across Town. And uh, <laughs> Okay, I know that one. Yeah, that, that one was fun. And then I thought she was going to blow up because she was in Avengers. Uh, she played like the daughter of Thanos. Mm-hmm. Um, or the sister of them? No, the, the, you know how she, 
No, you know how she has like uh, you know how Thanos has like these three like goons, uh, a big one, a woman, and a, oh and yeah, a, a, the, and the a, dark the, the uh, dark brethren or something. Yeah, yeah, something, something like that. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So he, so she's the she's the 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 one woman in, the, in that group. Uh, I thought she was gonna like start popping up in all these things, and she hasn't, and she's great. So everyone should hire her for like everything. Uh, I think she was in the post too, but. <laughs> Yeah, so when I saw her like as a mom, I was like, "Fucking great! She's awesome!" Uh, and she's, she's getting that. Yeah. No, but like, is she like not considered like a like a first like a first tier actress like a lead, or she's typically a supportive actress? She's typically a supportive. She, she's been mm-hmm. more on like TV and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I always like her presence. So the fact that she showed up in this one and she played like this kind of weirdly like still rebellious like teen daughter, even though she's like a mom now. <laughs> And uh, I, I believed it. Like, I, I like every time that she took a step or like talked, I believed it. And then I, I loved her chemistry with with Paul Rudd. Um, mm-hmm. I thought they were both great, and I like that they were both given like the same amount of attention, even though Paul Rudd is like one of the most famous people in the world. And uh, yeah, they they gave them out that that really nice balance that they let Paul Rudd do his thing, but they also let her uh, kind of work as well. So I liked her. Um, do you want to talk about the cameos from the original? What's what's uh, sure? Yeah, I was gonna say actually, you know what? If there's anything that might be able to change that, let me pull up them up real quick. If there's anything that can change the the direction of the film, I don't know. Did you like the cameos? I did. I thought they were appropriate. Um, both the three original Ghostbusters and uh, Annie Potts, who played uh, Janine, the uh, the secretary. She's the one that shows up at this at, at the beginning. And she's like, oh, I, I handled his like his money and stuff, and and then, and then they ask her like, okay, what did he leave us? They're like, oh, more debt. Yeah. Oh shit. Can we? Yeah. Even, so she's a, even worse shaped him before he got here, kids. Yeah. So she was a secretary in the original Ghostbusters, hmm. and she was great. She had she had like she had a well, her voice was very specific, and she had these great lines. Like, uh, you you remember her voice because she she has such a specific voice. Like like she would answer like the go, the the phone. And she would be like, Ghostbusters, what do you want? Yes, of course they're being serious. Like uh, <laughs> she was awesome. And then and then she would hang up and be like, We got one! And just like click this button. Ah, she was great. Um, so the fact that she shows up was kind of cool. I kind of wish she had showed up more or like it showed up at the end again. Mm-hmm. Um, because she's a beloved character. But when the three original ghosts shows up and they're they're dressed up and they're they're so old. <laughs> they're so old. I was gonna uh, say, man, Bill Murray looks ancient. Yeah, but the weird thing is, is that it really helped that I watched the original before watching this one, like 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 in the same day, because Bill Murray was beat for beat exactly the same as he was in the original. Like the way that he talked, the way that he delivered his lines, it feels like those 40, 50 years have not passed. Mm-hmm. Like he still got it. Um like weirdly and like 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 just trust me, this watch the original one and then when the watch what she's seen in this one. It's like no time has passed. So the fact that he could just like just like get back to that immediately was awesome. Um, Dan Aykroyd also good as uh, as Ray and uh, oof, sorry, and then Winston uh, also like out of the three, he's the one that, that seemed like aged the least. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the three of them are great, and then the fact that they got to like stand the three of them, and then McKenna Grace next to them with like. Egon's like like a spirit like right behind her. Yeah. That was cute. That was 
that is how the movie needed to end. Like it couldn't have ended a different way, honestly. Well, see, I got worried. So uh, during Avengers Endgame, I was gonna be pissed if if Carol just came down and got the win by herself. Remember when she? Why? Just, you know, because she. This isn't her movie. And when they do Avengers Seven, and like she's like been built up, she can get the win like that. Like I don't like it when someone just shows up and the victory happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, okay. Like that, like this, like like Joss Whedon, like the Joss Whedon version, like how Superman just shows up and they beat they where they win. Yeah, like okay, not looking back on it, I can criticize it. Uh, why couldn't it be more of a struggle or a team effort? Yeah. I when the three showed up, something flared, and I was just like, I swear to God, if they get the win because of these three fuckers that haven't been around, and then Gozar, like I think like un un like does the streams and like blast them back. I'm like, good writing, great writing here. And then she goes, I think she's about to go full power or something. Uh, goes her, goes about to go full power. And then McKenna blasts her and like McKenna's holding it and like they do this beam fight. And then uh, uh, Spangler's, Spangler? Yeah. Spangler's character like helps her like steady her stream, stay the stream. The, I got serious Goku Gohan vibes there. <laughs> For real. I was just like, oh, Oh, okay. And it, I don't know. I liked it. And then the other Ghostbusters help out and they try to like restrain yeah. as best they can until the brother finally does something useful for once in his, once in his life. Um, which I want to talk about actually Gozar's effect. There was one in particular effect that creeped me the fuck out. Yeah. When Gozar was walking across the field, but it was like it was half there and half not there. Like you could see the veins yeah. and like the presence. That was scary as fuck. I don't know about you, but that actually was like creepy to me for some reason. Yeah, uh, it, it, it helps that Gozo in this one, much like in the original one, it's a practical effect. Like it's a person in makeup. Did you saw who she was? Olivia Wilde, yeah. Olivia Wilde, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the fact that it's her like in makeup and like in a costume and like the, you, you can replicate like really nice movement there. I thought it really helped. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't catch that it was Olivia Wilde for a bit. And my sister turned to me. I was like, that's Olivia Wilde. And I was like, no, Olivia Wilde. Oh. And then creepy effect. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, also, there were a lot of practical effects in this film, which props to them. Like they could have done a lot of CGI, but they didn't. They chose not to. Yeah. Um, God, that's a lot. Um, there we got that. Um, you want to talk about the the Stranger Things kid? Finn Wolfhard plays the other brother. I like that he wasn't the main character. Believable he was, kid. He played a believable like douchey older brother. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, he he wasn't bad at what they used him for. Yeah. Um, it was great. Like, like he he has the hair to like look like a Spengler. Also, like they they, they, <laughs> they have like the similar hair. Um, he was good. I, I like how they kind of introduce him to be like, oh, like I'm the cool older brother. But no, he's not. He's like, like I, I like how they they drown him immediately. Well, like he he tried to get a job at the at the burger place, and like he likes the girl. The girls. I, I, there was something there that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I got to see like both sides of of of, of that. Um. But I think it's great. Uh, I, I think it's funny how uh, Stranger Things is heavily based on Ed, and then mm-hmm. he was in Ed, and then in season two of Stranger Things, the main kids, the main boys dress as the Ghostbusters, and now he's in Ghostbusters. What so, do they do in season three? How did they dress? Did they ever do something for season three? Nah, they they, they just dressed up for season two. Like it was just like because like it's Halloween, so like they, they dress yeah. up as Ghostbusters. Did, okay. did you ever see season two or what? 
I don't recall Stranger. I don't recall Stranger Things anywhere near as much as other people do. Like, Damn. I know it's like a Jenner. I know it's like a huge, huge franchise for some people. It's not for me. Uh, it's great, uh, but like, th- there's this great scene where like the main, the main boys are like dresses like straight as like Ghostbusters, and all of them want to be uh, uh, Bill Murray. They're, they're like, no, I'm Bill Murray, Murray. And then he fights with uh, Lucas, the the other kid. And he's like, no, you have to be Winston. And it's like, why do I have to be Winston? And they're like, say because, it. because, because, say it. Yeah. Because yeah. say it. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny. <laughs> so it's good. Um, but yeah, I just find it funny that like he just keeps popping up on like the show while, you know, referencing other things. And now he shows up on the other things. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a lot to criticize it. I, I went to this movie thinking it's going to be just uh, Jason Wright met those Ghostbusters. Sure. I ended up really loving it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it cracked my top 10. I think I enjoyed it a lot. Probably one of the franchise movies that I really liked this year. Oh, Stranger Things. Yeah. Podcast Kid. Podcast Kid was funny in this one. Uh, uh, who? The friend. Her friend. Oh, Podcast. Yeah. He was actually funny. I was like, oh, son of a bitch. Okay, I'll find. I'll take him. No, uh, he was funny. He was good. I fucking hated those little state puffs. I hated them. Really? I, I find them very irritating. They're marshmallows. They just they look creepy. They always look smiling, even when they're burning or dying. That was the funny part. How they just kept like they don't, the... how do you kill them? Okay. You eat one to replace it. They're fun. The, 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 okay, you know. I'll let you have it. I'll <laughs> let you have it. Uh the original one is just one giant one. Like that's the stink puff man, and then it yeah. it's attacking New York, right? Destroying buildings, yeah. and shit. Yeah, because like uh, roast his ass. I'm just saying. because like the, the thing is that Gosa shows up and tells them like, okay, I'm gonna send the destroyer to you. You choose what he looks like, and everyone th- everyone goes like, okay, no, okay, empty your minds, don't think about anything. And then the state puff man shows up, and they're mm-hmm. like, Ray, what did you do? And Ray and Ray is like, I just tried to think of like the last, the least threatening thing from my childhood, something that would never hurt me. The state of man, the marshmallow <laughs> man. And so he shows up, which brings uh one of my favorite lines from Egon, because mm-hmm. they, they, they ask him like Egon analysis. And he mm-hmm. goes, uh okay, what, 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 what was the line? Yeah. It was uh something like uh Sorry, Venkman. I am terrified beyond the capacity for rational thought. <laughs> God, I fucking, fucking love Egon. Uh, speaking <laughs> of Egon, I'm so grateful that when his spirit CGI thing shows up, he, I like that he doesn't talk. Mm-hmm. That, I think, would have been a little bit disrespectful. But the fact that he's just there, he's just kind of floating, and they mm-hmm. just let him go, Like I like that. I prefer that. Still left him with a bunch of depth, and a house, and a house that doesn't really work, but other than that, isn't Bill Murray gonna like step in and help out with the finances? Fucking hope so. No, I read. So I missed that scene, but apparently at the very end, it shows that they actually did take the, they took the 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 car back home, and apparently like he was gonna be covering their finances. They were gonna reopen. They were gonna uh, open up shop again, and then they all look at a, some light starts going off, like the red light that's warning, like hey, like heads up, we're getting a call or something. Yeah. So it seems um, like they're gonna, like like maybe that's a sequel bait, but I think that that tells me maybe they're gonna do it. Yeah, I think I think it's not a sequel bait. I think this is a one and done kind of thing. I think they, I think they they just wanted to honor uh, how Ramis and they wanted to like tell like 
it's like a it's like an epilogue. It's like it's, it's like a nice little epilogue uh, mm-hmm. that feels like a one shot. Like it doesn't feel like a big movie because it, it's not. That's why it's released at this time of the year, not in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much COVID had to do with that, but I think, like I said, it works. I did I did like seeing Sigourney Weaver at the end do, 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 doing the the psychology experiment with Bill Murray. Like they like like the one that he was doing in, in, the, in the first Ghostbusters. I like that. Kind of wish she had been more part of the of the movie because like mm-hmm. she was such a big presence in the original one. But yeah, she's she's there. It's cool that she's there. She looks great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I like uh, I like I like this movie. I don't have any criticism for for it. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it way more than the fucking shit that we reviewed last week. Um, <laughs> Damn. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it, yeah, it's amazing. I, I just want to say it's amazing how we saw such a shitty adaptation of a video game, and then I saw one of the most beautiful adaptations in a video game like the week after. Uh, <laughs> everyone watch Arcane on Netflix, it's fucking amazing. Um, you should yeah. do a review for it. Uh, I probably should, but <laughs> I don't do well in solo reviews. I, I don't love doing solo reviews, so I don't know. Maybe I'll ask Jimmy if. They'll do it uh, with me. How oh, many you episodes should... is it? Just nine. Are they like an hour long? 40 minutes. Let me try to fit it. All right, dude. You don't need to know anything about League of Legends. I know this because I know nothing about League of Legends, and I enjoy the crap out of that. When I saw that show, th- th- this is just a, a preview of, of if we do a review on it. When I saw that show, I thought, finally, Into the Spider-Verse, is not was not only amazing but it was influential and that's what i wanted into the spider-verse to be because this show the mm-hmm. animation is uh, is kind of similar to, to the spider or at least it took inspiration from into the spider-verse mm-hmm. and oh god it, it was a great way to tell a story and like it's such a it's such a short uh clip of episodes and it's great it's fucking fantastic mm-hmm. so right. yeah down fucking down yeah. all right all right final thoughts uh, Fun movie, good movie. Was not expecting to actually like it that much. Uh, B plus. Um, I agree. I, I match it. I give it a nine out of ten. I thought it was. I thought it 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 set out to do something. I think it succeeded, mm-hmm. and I think it exceeded expectations. It's a sorry. It's a fun movie. It's a fun romp. It's probably the last action movie that we're gonna have. Oh no! Wait. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, no, we have one. no. Uh, never mind. We have one more. We have one, have one really more. good one. Yeah, before the Fast and Furious Ten. I'm kidding. I had faith. I had I'm, faith. I'm kidding. I had faith. Um, yeah, no. Um, probably the the second to last great action movie of the year before we start getting into Oscar season. So, mm-hmm. uh, that's our review. That was us. That was the Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, you want to start the ending? Folks, like and subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, go check out some of our other episodes; they're great, especially when I'm there. Yeah, especially when you're there. Um, <laughs> uh, we are available in Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, and whatever you find uh, podcasts. We do we do these reviews. Sometimes we do twice a week, uh, especially when we're on time and we, we don't get drunk at recording hours. Um, thank you so much for watching us, for listening to us. Uh, we'll be here next week mm-hmm. to possibly do. You wanted to do OG Spider-Man? Yeah. I want, if we can, yeah, I want to do OG Spider-Man. All right. And next, next week. No Way Home. Spider-Man No Way Home, Oof. baby. All right.
Can't All wait right. for that. Uh, my name is Chema. I've been Eddie. And, and this, this was the rollback. Roll Signing off with a reminder to order your Christmas presents already because there's going to be a shortage. So, you know. Or just give give gift cards. Give gift cards. That way people can buy what they actually want instead of, you know, the shit sure. that you think that they want. If you hate your family. Damn. Goodbye, everyone. Bye, everybody. <laughs>